At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. And hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. For today's podcast episode, I'm going to be talking about A Quiet Place Part 2. This movie was supposed to come out last year, and with the coronavirus and stuff like that, they actually had to hold it back until this year. And also, too, I want to mention this. This is actually going to be my 400th episode on the audio podcast. So this is my 400th episode, and after my 400th episode, we're going to be on Season 2 of Movie Lovers Unite for the audio podcast side. So thank you again, guys, for making me be a part of this whole entire deal where I'm I'm doing reviewing movies and things like that. Thank you for the support. I do appreciate that. So with further ado, let's go ahead and get on with the show, shall we? So this movie, like I said, this movie is a sequel to the 2018 horror film a Quiet Place Part 1. This is actually a great continuation of the very first film. I've really had a lot of... I had a good time watching the second one, to be honest with you. I'm revisiting Emily Blunt's character all over again, revisiting those characters again to figure out how they're actually going to make it through this whole entire second film because of the fact that they're not allowed to make any noise or else these aliens beings is going to go on ahead and attack them. So I definitely love the setup. And also, too, did I also mention the fact that this is also kind of like a prequel in a way? Because, you know, in the very first film, we don't get a lot of setup on how these aliens came to Earth or anything like that or things like that. All we know is it's attacking this family. This family is being terrorized by these aliens. Not only that, but Emily Blunt in the first film, she's pregnant at that time. And, of course, you know, it seems like they planned everything well thought thought out because here's the thing they actually wind up having the baby in a box and stuff like that to where it muffles out the sound and also puts on they also put an oxygen tank on them and stuff like that with this film it is very thought out i really like the second one a lot is it just as good as the first one yes it actually hits on all aspects of those films now this is what i'm going to mention too this is a non-spoiler review so you don't have to worry about any kind of spoilers or anything like that in this in the show now i am going to do a spoiler review soon it's just not going to be anytime this month or anything like that but as far as this movie goes if you're looking for a good intense film that follows up to the very first film this movie is a great film whenever you look at it not only that but there's hardly any dialogue when you look at these characters yet again but i love the whole entire setup there's this beautiful scene to be honest with you how this how the camera angles actually just panels out and everything too, like there's a side view with the camera angle where the character is walking and it just follows him along, like we're along for this journey and everything. And of course, I'm talking about the opening scene with uh, 
Emily Blunt's, Blunt's character, um, character and everything too, uh, with Leah Abbott and everything. And here's the thing: I definitely love how the camera just follows him into the grocery store, and then from the grocery store, it pans over to the baseball field. And then from the baseball field, we see this huge thing that's about to ha happen here where we actually see the outcome of how the aliens actually come down to earth and the outcome of the town and how it became this apocalyptic town. So I definitely love the that aspect of that part of the film and everything too. I thought it was very well thought out. And then of course, there's also another scene that I want to make, make sure you guys are aware of though too, is this. As you know, how I mentioned before with the side angles, when you actually see the main character is walking, walking down the street and everything and stuff like that, there's actually another side view whenever the aliens are actually attacking, and it actually shows the outcome of the people being attacked and being terrorized by these alien beings. And I actually love that whole entire aspect because you get to see a full on circle about how this town is being affected by them. So I thought that was actually a pretty cool shot on how they did that. And not only that, I know I saw this in the trailer and stuff like that, when you see Emily Blunt backing out the car and everything, and then uh, there's these aliens behind her, and then all of a sudden she has to go forward, and then next thing you know it, she winds up in front of this bus, and this bus is attacking her head on because they're actually trying to get away from these aliens. The inside car shot is probably one of my favorite scenes when you look at this film. Yes, it was on the trailer part, but here's the thing, though, guys. There's a difference between watching it on a smaller screen compared to watching it in its entirety on, on a big screen. Because here's the thing. I got the full effect of it being horrifying and something that I was wondering how Emily Blunt was going to get out of that situation. Even though we know that she's going to survive because of the fact that this is a prequel side of this film. But it was really good. It's perfectly well shot as far as the first half of this film. And then it goes into the whole entire sequel part. And the sequel part was just fantastic. You care about these characters yet again, like I mentioned before. The whole entire uh, aspect of them not being able to talk or anything like that was really good. And also, too, the most horrifying thing was this. You actually have this daughter who can hear, and her name is Reagan, and Re Reagan Ab Abbott. And get this. She's deaf. She can't hear or anything like that. So she doesn't. She can't hear these alien beings or anything like that attacking her or anything like that. And if she makes a noise, she can't really hear anything on that aspect as well. So it makes it that more horrifying and that much more intense, just like in the first film. Now, this one is basically her going on her own journey and everything, trying to find a way to get to this island where there's actually supposed to be some survivors, maybe. But... Still, I like the possibility that behind this whole entire apocalyptic kind of thing, that there might be so, uh, some people that might actually be survivors out on this island. So I thought that was actually a pretty cool aspect on what they do and how she gets from that point to where she wants to go to. I felt like it was a very Lord of the Rings kind of feel to it, if you think about it, where you actually have to have Frodo who goes out on his adventure. This is exactly how I felt whenever you look at this character, Reagan. To be honest with you, I felt like that she's going on her own adventure while Emily Blunt and her brother is having to stay behind and things like that. Not only that, but she also sneaks off to do what she needs to do. And that's she's very brave. She's very smart. And I have to say, whenever it comes down to the writing of this film and the direction that they did, John Korinsky did a very damn good job whenever it comes down to this. Um, the directing style and stuff like that, it is a fantastic film, especially the very first one. It's horrifying because of the fact of the certain things that's in that film. 
but it's even more horrifying and more intense in this film. It has that slow tension kind of feel to it. And then once that tension is there and it wants to let go, you're actually holding your breath the whole entire time, wondering what's going to happen in that film. So that's another thing, too. The intensity of this film is just as good as the first uh, first one as well. And like I said, this is going to be a non-spoiler review, so you don't have to worry about anything being spoilerish or anything like that. But I'm just giving you aspects of what I liked and stuff like that. And then also, too, this other guy that's actually with her that's helping her along the way. Uh, because here's the thing. Uh, at first, he's like, look, I don't want you to have anything. Here's the thing. I don't want anything to happen to you or anything like that. You need to go home. She's like, what's home? There's not, and if you've watched the first film, basically there is no home. They're actually in this place with where this guy is hiding out from these alien beings. And he doesn't even want them to even be uh, near him or anything like that. They, as a matter of fact, he wants them to move along and everything the next day. But how they come involved with that is, and this is not a spoiler because this is actually in the trailer, is the fact that Emily Blunt's son winds up stepping into a deer trap or bear trap and winds up getting caught in that trap. And then next thing you know it, he's screaming. The aliens are coming coming up behind him. And, of course, you get the whole entire great scene where they're running towards the guy with the, uh, with the sniper rifle and everything. And, of course, that's when they go on ahead and he tries to take care of the son and things like that, too. And... Like I said before, this makes you want to care about the characters. The involvement in the characters is very smart. It's very drawn out. And also, too, is this. Um, Marcus Abbott is actually the character's name. That's actually the son. But he doesn't want his sister to go on her own adventure to actually help or anything like that. Because he knows the danger of her not being able to hear. But she goes anyways. And then it turns out this other character that doesn't even want to help them or anything like that as well is going along with her to help her along the way. And I love that. I love that journey between the two of them and stuff like that. You've got a guy who is having like a redemption kind of story. It could have been one dimensional. It could have been that kind of aspect where you basically don't care about what happens to this guy at all. But the layers is laid out right there. It's a redemption story for him. He doesn't really want anything to happen to this child or anything like that. So he goes along on this journey to actually help her go to this other island where there might possibly be some help, some refuge in that. And so I really thought that was actually pretty neat. Um, but yeah, total, this film is just great. I cannot tell you how much I loved it. Also, too, there's also this wide shot of the train yard. When you're looking at this train yard... And the way it looks, it's just awesome on the wide shot that they actually have and how it pan, pan angles uh, to a wide shot. And it glues you into this world, this whole entire universe that John Kowinski is actually bringing us. And also, too, John Kowinski is also married to Emily Blunt. And also, too, the actress who is who was playing the deaf character and everything is actually deaf in real life. So, you know, I really have to say that they brought their A game when it came down to the very first one. This one marks its territory as far as how I'd like to watch a horror film. I like slow pacing films. I love whenever that tension is released. And once that tension is released, it doesn't slow down. There's even a couple of shots that I want to mention. There's two shots that is just lined up perfectly to me. While Emily Blunt's character is dealing with a uh, monster in her domain, 
you actually have the other characters dealing with the alien in another domain outside of that realm trying to get to a boat. But that's all I'm going to say because I'm going to save the rest of it for later on. But when you look at the pacing, when you look at those kind of things, the foreshadowing of those things, it actually works. The whole entire dynamic actually works whenever you look at it. And then also, too, if you're wondering about a Last of Us movie and stuff like that, which is also based off of a PlayStation 4 video game, this is probably as close as you can get to a Last of Us kind of apocalyptic kind of world with this kind of film. Because I actually felt that kind of th vibe with it, with it being like a Last of Us kind of vibe to it. But this film works for me in so many ways. I'm not going to give it a rating or anything like that because I feel like if I give this film a rating and stuff like that, I was like, well, you know, it's not as good as I thought it was going to be. You hyped it up to be something that I didn't feel like it needed to be hyped up to. So I want you guys to go on ahead and watch this movie for for your own selves, for your own viewing pleasure, to be able to, uh, so that way you can come back later on and comment below what you guys thought of A Quiet Place Part 2, instead of me giving it a 5 or a 4 or anything like that. I want you guys to view this based on your own view, viewership and everything else too, just not not my, my thoughts, my rating, and stuff like that. But A Quiet Place 2, it's great fun, I was entertained. Not only was I entertained, but there's even a couple of things, though, too, whenever, like I mentioned before, with um, the character that's actually deaf, you can actually, there's no, there's no sound whenever, um, whenever the monsters are there and she makes some noise and stuff like that. The, it's, you can, you can't hear it, anything. And the mixing for that was perfect. I, don't get me wrong. I've seen it where it's some things are mixed horribly when it comes down to not being able to hear a character, especially if like maybe a gun goes into the person, uh, a gunshot winds up being fired too close to the ear and stuff like that. And you can still hear something and it's muffled with this one. You can't hear nothing that's going on around her or anything like that. It makes it that more horrifying. I recommend a quiet place too, for people that who uh, for people that haven't seen it. If you haven't seen the first one, go in and check that out. I think it's on HBO Max. I'm not 100% sure on that. But if you guys do, go in and check out A Quiet Place Part 1 and then follow it up with A Quiet Place Part 2 because it connects very it connects very good, in my opinion. And not only that, but I'm probably going to wind up 45 days later. It's going to be on Paramount+. Plus, So therefore, you guys can actually watch A Quiet Place Part 2. But for right now, check out A Quiet Place Part 2. I think you guys are going to have fun with it. I know I did. So tell me below, did you guys like A Quiet Place Part 2? What didn't you like about A Quiet Place Part 2? Let me know in the comment section below. Also, too, give me a thumbs up if you like this video. Smash that like button. Don't forget to like and subscribe and all that other stuff. And I promise you, I will have a spoiler review coming up soon. I just don't know how soon I'll have a spoiler review up. But consider this to be my review of a non-spoiler review for A Quiet Place 2. I hope that you guys enjoyed it. Always until next time, guys. It's been real. It's been fun. I can't wait to do this again. And if you guys want to, if you guys want to follow me, how do you do that? You just go to Movie Lovers TV Lovers Unite on Facebook, underneath the same brand on Pinterest, as well as on, on Instagram as well. Another thing, too, is if you guys want to donate a couple of dollars towards our channel to keep the lights on here at Movie Lovers Unite. How do you do that? You just go to www.gofundme.com forward slash movie lovers podcast. And then, of course, for all your entertainment needs and wants, just go ahead and go down to www.movieloversunite.com. 
And another thing too, guys, is if you go on ahead, click the link below this podcast. If you guys want a t-shirt, if you guys like uh, merch stuff, we have merch merchandise right now. And it's going to be available in uh, 14 days. After the 14 days up, the campaign's over with. So therefore, you're not going to be able to get a t-shirt until sometime later on. But we worked our asses off to go ahead and get some merch stuff for you. So go ahead, check that out at, at our merch store and check that out. And then, of course, if you guys want to email me, how do you do that? Just go ahead, go to movieloversunite at gmail.com. If you want to email me, um, if you're a sponsor, if you're interested in being on the show or anything like that, go ahead and reach out to me that way. And also, too, go ahead, um, go ahead and subscribe over to and follow me over at Stereo as well at Movie Lovers Unit over there. And then, of course, on Twitter at Movie Lovers Unit over there as well. And, of course, this is always until next time, guys. It's been real. It's been fun. Can't wait to do this again. And bye-bye. Hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. This is your host, as always, from Movie Lovers Unite, John DiGorio, and I just want to sit, talk about something real quick, and that is Audible. What is Audible? I'm so glad that you guys asked. Audible is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audiobooks, ranging from bestsellers like Anne Rice, Stephen King, the list just goes on. Their whole entire catalog, when it comes down to audiobooks, is just fantastic. If you're on on the road and everything and you want an audiobook and you want to download it fast, go ahead, go to Audible. You're not going to regret it. They actually have a trial right now that you guys can actually jump on. You can actually go on ahead, go to the link, and it'll bring you up to that trial. And a matter of fact, every month, members actually get one credit to pick any title plus two Audible originals from a monthly selection and access to daily news digests from the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, and the Washington Post, as well as guided meditation programs. Another thing too, guys, that's not all they have. They also have, they also have, finish, if you actually want to go ahead and do some things to actually better yourself for 2021, they have stuff for that too, like finishing more books or becoming a better parent, leader, or a person. How-to books, which is something that everybody seems to grab onto a lot lately and everything else. So if you guys are actually looking for something to maybe better yourself for 2021, go on ahead, check out those books as well. They have a big catalog. You guys won't regret it. Go ahead, click on the link below in the description notes. Go on ahead. You guys won't regret it. Sign up for that trial period. And always, until next time, stay safe, guys, and enjoy the show. And God bless. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.